Welcome to Resilient Faith, the podcast. Opportunities to find deeper resilience within ourselves can come when life seems most challenging. This podcast is to help you develop that resilience and connection with God. Being resilient and having power starts with faith. Welcome, friends, to another episode of the Resilient Faith Podcast. I'm Laura East, the Associate Pastor at Brentwood Presbyterian Church. Today, we're going to hear the story from the beginning of the book of Acts, chapter 9. Frequently, it's called the conversion of Saul, but I invite us to hear it today from the perspective of another character in the story, Ananias. Listen for a word that God might have for you today. Meanwhile, Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus so that if he found anyone who belonged to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now as he was going along and approaching Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He asked, who are you, Lord? The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless because they heard the voice, but saw no one. Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. For three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. He answered, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight. And at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. At this moment, he is praying, and he has seen a vision of a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem, and here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who invoke your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is an instrument whom I have chosen to bring my name before Gentiles and kings and before the people of Israel. I myself will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias went and entered the house. He laid his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, 
the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on your way here has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes and his sight was restored. Then he got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. For several days he was with the disciples in Damascus, and immediately he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. What a terrifying task Ananias was called by God to do. Saul was not a friend of the early believers. Our text begins by saying he was breathing threats and murder against the early followers of Jesus. But God calls his name and tells him to go. And Ananias has a conversion experience, I think, because he goes, even after questioning if God is really sending him in the right direction. But his conversion is not from disbelief in Jesus to belief in Jesus, but really from doubt to trust, from hatred to love. His arms are open wider. His enemy becomes his brother. It is a recurring theme in scripture that God calls people to go into places that are dangerous or uncomfortable or just seem questionable. God calling Abram to leave his country, his people, everything that he knows and to go somewhere that God will show him. God calling Moses through a burning bush to go confront the Pharaoh and tell him to let his slaves go free. And Mary, coming to Mary as the angel to say that she will have God's baby. And so what is God calling us to do? Because God is still at work in our world. God is still acting in our lives. God is still calling our name and telling us to go, sending us forth. And so what is it that God is calling you to do? that might seem questionable. What enemy needs to be loved? 
What are we ignoring that we need to face? Where is our ego and our pride and our discomfort and our privilege getting in the way of following this call of Christ to go, to serve, to heal? Ultimately, this story is about the power of God in Christ to turn any persecutor into a prophet, any doubter into a disciple, any enemy into a friend, and perhaps even family. And the main actor in this story, it isn't Perhaps really Saul or Ananias, but God. God acts to appear to Saul on the road as the resurrected Jesus. God acts to call Ananias to confront, to comfort, to heal his enemy. So friends, I invite us to consider this question today. If God can act to convert even Saul and Ananias, what can God do with us? What can God do with our distrust, with our hatred, with our anger, and with our fear? What can God do to transform us and bring about healing and reconciliation? 
What is the resurrected Christ doing in our own lives even now? friends, what is God making possible out of the impossible? So if God called your name today, what would be the call? What would be the charge? What would be the ask? be your response. And what do we need to be converted from in our own lives? Friends, we trust that God is at work in our lives and that God calls us forth with the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the companionship of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to Resilient Faith, the podcast. Resilient Faith is sponsored by Brentwood Presbyterian Church in West Los Angeles. You can follow our church and this podcast on Facebook at BPC Team and Instagram at BPC underscore USA. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And thanks for listening.